Warning. Explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Amigos, welcome back to the Great Northeast BJJ Podcast. This is the third of three podcasts we recorded during the 2018 BJJ in Paradise Camp in Puerto Escondido, Mexico. This is a really good one. I don't really know what to say about this one other than it was an honor to sit down with these two ambassadors of jiu-jitsu, Marcio Stambowski and Croiler Gracie. This one's about history. It's about standing on the shoulders of giants. It's about being a good person, gratitude, humility. It's about the guard of death. If you want to meet up with these two amazing people, go visit these guys. You can find Croiler in Elkhart, Indiana at his academy and online at CroilerGracie.com. He's seriously one of the best guys around. He's got amazing jiu-jitsu. He's a student of the game. Make sure you check him out. And Marcio, he's a legend. They call him Makahao. He's an eighth degree red and white belt. He's one of only five to be promoted to black belt by holes. Really, though, he's just a great guy to hang around. You can find him in Norwalk, Connecticut at Gracie Sports and on the web at graciesportsusa.com. If you guys want to join us in Mexico at the next BJJ in Paradise camp, and you should, you can get more information at bjjinparadise.com. Huge shout out and thanks to Brad, Adrian, Oscar, and everybody that helped put this on. It was an amazing time. I can't wait to go again. As always, this episode is brought to you by Tortuga Soap. Maine to Mexico, everywhere in between, they got the things you need to keep you clean and smelling good. So check out TortugaSoap.com. Also brought to you by Port City BJJ, home of the Great Northeast BJJ podcast, located in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Visitors are always welcome. It'd be great to hang out and roll with you guys. So check out PortCityBJJ.com. This episode is also brought to you by BJJ Prehab. If you're beat up, if you're injured, you need to visit BJJPrehab.com. It's a program that's designed to help you with preventing and treating injuries from grappling. Also, this episode is brought to you by We Are Dapper Ties. WeAreDapperTies.com. Two brothers taking care of in the tie department. If you need a tie for whatever, you got a job interview, you got a date, you just want to look good, these guys are going to hook you up. So make sure you enter the discount code ROLL and you get free shipping. You guys, we really appreciate everybody that listens. Thank you so much. You are all awesome. Hopefully we'll see you soon. Thanks, everybody. Peace. Entire podcast. <laughs> yeah. It was so, awesome conversation. Welcome back. Conversation. Uh, welcome back to the Great Northeast BJJ podcast. This is coming. We're recording this at the uh, Hotel Santa Fe in Puerto Escondido, Zicatela Beach, yep. Puerto Escondido, mm-hmm. Oaxaca, Mexico, for BJJ in Paradise. Yep. Uh, the day is Friday, uh, April twentieth, uh, approximately. 9 o'clock? 9 o'clock p.m. 8 o'clock. Uh, we just got back from setting free some sea turtles. <laughs> Little sea turtles. Um, Jay had some very appropriate jokes about the sea turtles. Right? Yeah, always. How to warm oneself in the yeah. event where all you have is a match and a basket yeah. full of sea turtles. Yeah, we'll, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> so we're here with our new friend, Croyler Gracie, who's teaching at this camp that you guys all should be at um, because it's unbelievable. Right. Uh, like you guys uh, have probably already heard, all walks of life, all like, you know, uh, jujitsu of all levels, obviously culminating in uh, Marcio Stambowski, Coral Belt. Uh, if you don't know him, you should look it up and get your learn on with jujitsu. But also, uh, Croyler is an absolute wizard and he's opened minds here over the last few days uh, with what's possible in jujitsu. So, Croyler, thank you. Yeah, man. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, I'm not a wizard. Don't set the bar that bar that high, you know. Like set it low, man, so that like overachieve. So yeah, so I can overachieve. Otherwise, <laughs> that there's a pressure, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, so this is my my third year at this camp. This is the third camp. Um, I I kind of have a funny history with the camp. I was a, a emergency replacement first year. I got a call from uh, Grandmaster Stambowski. He said, I need a favor. And I was like, what do you need? Yeah, like he calls <laughs> yeah, and asks you for right. a favor. It doesn't matter what no, it is, right? No, yeah. yeah. And, uh, Make you an offer you can't refuse. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, so I'm doing this camp in Mexico. There were supposed to be four of us. And one of the guys bailed out. We need a fourth. And I was like, I'm gone. I'll be there. So I, uh, me and my wife came the first year. And it was uh, just an incredible vibe. Everybody had a great time. It was great, great training, great roles out here. And then came back last year and got lucky to be invited again this year. So it's it's been been a fun road with this camp. One of the coolest things is like you went from being like the grappling dad's guy to now you're the great Northeast guy. That's right. I, I think, mean, right? yeah, I think, uh, you know, you guys gave me obviously a better deal than they did. And, uh, <laughs> they didn't give you panditas, did no, they? They, they they no, panditas. no, I'm getting like gummy bears over here. And, and, you know, those guys have known them for a couple of years now. And I don't think they've given me anything. They gave me tape. They sent me tape, like grappling tape. Right? <laughs> that they got for free, man. They got bro. for free. Yeah. But they, they shipped it to my house because they don't want to drive to my house. So they shipped it to my house. And, what? Yeah. And then I had to pay for the stamps. Oh, stop. For real because they didn't pay enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I just got billed. Yeah. Oh. I just got a bill. Yeah, I went to the post office. They're like $1.50. I'm like, excuse me? That's cold. <laughs> That's man. cold-blooded. Yeah. It's like so... Instead of you know a little bit of ham, hand me down, like hand me outs, like handouts, I'm like you get a bill for a buck fifty. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it was a good tape. It was a good tape. But oh, good. so if you could, like I, I know, like uh, backstepping a little bit based huh? on conversations we've had this week, but uh, talk uh, if you would a little bit about um, the history, kind of where you fall, about your family, like where you, so people get a feel for who you are. Okay, so uh, you know my my grandfather was Ilya Gracie. Um, his oldest daughter was Herica Gracie. That's my mother. Uh, my dad, who got his black belt from my grandfather, trained in. He married in. He uh, he felt that there were secrets that my grandfather wouldn't share with outsiders. So he started dating my mom, and he married her, and then I was born. And it turns out that there were no secrets shared. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they eventually split up. They split up before I was one. Um, I was raised by my grandfather and my mom, and then... Uh, up until I was 10, 10 years old. Moved in with my dad for a couple of years. My mom moved to America. And then my dad moved here to do seminars for, uh, for the police department it's in Indiana. He knew a couple of people. And then since 9-11 happened, they wanted more hand-to-hand combat training. And then him and I came up and we opened a school shortly after. And I've been in Indiana for 15 years now. How hard was it to move to Indiana from Brazil? Dude, it was fine at first. 
you know. We this got was here, summer? Yeah, we got here summer, you know. It was, like, beautiful. It was hot, humid. Uh, you know, we started at the south and moved our way up north, and, and it was all great and good until we got to, like, uh, Plymouth, Elkhart, and yeah, Elkhart, South Bend, Mishawaka. It was, like, October, and it got cold, and then it snowed. And I thought it was cool. It was the first time I saw snow, and then it just never stopped. It was just snowing and snowing and snowing for like six months. I got sick and tired of it. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been to a, uh, a Notre Dame game? No. I've never been to a Notre Dame game. I, I, I feel like that's something I, I should do. do. Yeah. 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 Once. Uh, so I've identified the opportunity for us. Uh, what do they call it? The peninsula up there. Michigan. Oh, the Upper Peninsula. Yeah, so the I'm the upper, yeah, I'm going to be there in October. Okay. So worst case scenario, we'll hook up then. But yeah. Um, so yeah, for sure. I have a I have two affiliates. I have one in Kalamazoo, um, Snyder's Dojo, and then I have one in Grand Rapids, which is Black Line Jiu-Jitsu, which is my current, my biggest affiliate, my biggest affiliation. That's Chad, right? That's Chad Pomeroy. So we talked about him, and I had actually listened to the episode when I talked to you guys, Kip, yeah. and the Grappling Dads. I listened to the episode with Chad. It mm-hmm. was really good, man. It yeah. was like, he seems like a great guy. Yeah, I've, I've been blessed. Um, both my affiliations, both at Kalamazoo and at, um, at Grand Rapids, both Nate and Chad Pomeroy, um, guys are amazing, been super great. They kind of fall in line with my beliefs and my, you know, my views on jiu-jitsu and what it's about and, and, and how people should be brought up in it. Um, so yeah, so if you're ever in the if you're in the UP, we can meet up in Grand Rapids. Done know. deal. Yeah. Done deal. Um, <coughs> again, I don't want to <coughs> drag us back, but um, you were talking about uh, conceptually, like um, what you what your desires are with jujitsu, yeah. and uh, I was like pretty blown away because um, you're not driven by the business side of jujitsu at all. In fact, you're yeah. exactly the opposite. Yeah, so um, growing up, I never saw jiu-jitsu as a business. You know, with my grandfather and Gracie Maita, Oiler and all of them, it was always just, it was just family stuff. You just, you go up in the mats, you train, and you roll, and that was it. And then I continued training, you know, all my life, my teenage years, I kind of felt like a safe haven in, in the mats. If, you know, when you're a teenager, you have any problems, any issues, you know, we all, we all do as teenagers. The mats are my safe haven. So uh, very, very early on in my high school life, my plan was become a doctor and uh, open a school and teach for free. That was my plan. Like, I had no desire to ever make any money after jiu-jitsu. And, so hold on. <laughs> Who says that? Right. Like, especially someone that can um, carry the great, like, you're Gracie, right? Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. so easy to make a business out of your name and make money and, like, you know what I mean? Because, like... I mean, you're the most well-known, obviously, the, by far the most well-known family in Jiu-Jitsu, but you just want to give it away? Yeah. Yeah, I think, look, I think um, my grandfather, you know, as I grow older and I, and I reflect on things that happened to me and things that were told to me by my grandfather, I, I learn more lessons now from looking back at things he said that when I was a child, I was like, that's just nonsense, it's gibberish, it's old man, you know, bullshit. And, uh, you know, and, and he said several things. Like, one of the things that struck to me when I was a kid was, he said, jiu-jitsu is a cure. 
right? He said, Juice is the cure. And I was like, for what? He goes, you name it. And I'm like, whatever. Like, my grandfather's losing his mind. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm nine years old. I know it all. And, um, and as I grow up, you know, I know things I had hard times with that I struggled with that just helped me. I've known people that have been, you know, assaulted, raped, mugged, bullied, uh, people that have had major injuries to where they thought that they were disabled, people that never had an outlet. And I've seen them come into the school and find a new passion and, and feel better about themselves, develop a new sense of confidence, re-identify themselves. And, and uh, I, I love that. You add on top of the fact that I absolutely love, like I truly love teaching. I don't mind that any of my seminars or classes, people asking me questions. In fact, the more questions about it, it means that they're engaged. I feel like you initiate questions a lot. You initiate, like, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, like all the questions are like, what would this guy do? You know? Right. 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 We were talking about today, like, uh, you know, going negative on the half guard, like, right. like, what do you do here? And I'm like, oh, I taught it this way, but I, I would rather be here. And you're like, oh, because here, here, and here. And, like, I actually... The obvious points, I was like, absolutely. But then you're like, I'm okay with my butt, like, being here. And, like, and I was like, holy shit. Like, there's a couple. I think there's positions stronger in a couple different ways because of this. And so you walk away just asking questions, right? Yeah. No, absolutely. Because I I think, look, I'm, I don't believe I will ever learn even 80% of jiu-jitsu. I think that right. there is an infinite amount of jujitsu out there, and I think that inf- infinite number of techniques just grows bigger and bigger every day as more and more people train. Yeah. So how, how dare I <laughs> ever be like, I know it all. I don't need to ask questions or, or even wonder why they do it a certain way because I right. know better. I, I'm not that guy. Um, so when I, you know, when, I, when I teach people, I'm not teaching because I, I want your money. I'm not teaching because you paid me to. To, it, it's not, to me, it's not a service. To see, if I if I didn't have any bills, if I didn't have any real life issues like most you of us do, win the mega bucks tomorrow. Right, right. If I if I won the lottery tomorrow, I, I kid you not, I would teach for free. In fact, I would pay my affiliates enough money so that they would teach for free too. That's so awesome. uh, for you guys listening, um, that. I don't know how that sounds coming across for me, but spending the week with... It's a I believe it. 100%. I, do I, I believe, believe it yeah. 100%. This yeah. guy is like, uh, I don't know what your experience has been with jiu-jitsu, like, um, you know, like high-level, world-class jiu-jitsu guys, but Coiler is salt to the earth. Yeah. Man, you love to just... You like to chill. You like to meet people that yeah. are doing jiu-jitsu. You have, for like, someone of your talent, like, you have no ego. Like, it's amazing, like, because uh, your jiu-jitsu is awesome. You have all the reasons in the world to carry an ego, but you don't. Like, you just want to uh, get along with people and, like, meet them and hear their story and, like, kind of vibe with them and train with them. Yeah. Like, what's your game? Here's my game. And, like, like you said, you're not interested even in tapping people. You're like, oh, if you if you want to roll hard, we can roll hard, but I would rather trade positions and, like, let me yeah. work stuff and you work stuff. And, like, you're obviously a savage, <laughs> but uh, that that <coughs> true attitude of I am in jiu-jitsu for the community, like, all of us, I'm here for all of us to, like, try to push this thing forward. And um, 
truly like it's just you, you don't drive this thing from an individual perspective so I, I don't know how it's coming across in the podcast but i'm i'm horrible at compliments like people compliment me like that's like submitting me like i don't know <laughs> how to react so i, I don't know how to Sorry. respond to that no 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 Sorry. it's okay no it's okay i mean it's just I've gotten such a good impression. Yeah, this week. no, yeah. no, and don't. I mean, I'm not telling you to stop. I mean, don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, please, please. You know, but but my point is like, give you about I, an hour and a half to cut that out. I just I just don't know how to react to it. It's not something that, again, I'm not doing it because I want somebody to be like, oh my god, you saved my life, or oh my god, you're incredible. I'm doing it because I generally want people to get better. I, I look at it this way, uh, you know, when I was, so I, I trained you know all my life. By the time I was. 17, I think I had my purple belt, and uh, and I, I had this ego, and I was an asshole, and and I will never lie or hide behind this. When I was 17, I, I was a purple belt. Well, not only did I, did I think I knew it all, I, I thought I had to prove it to everybody that I knew it all, you know. And and I was a jerk, and I was immature, jujitsu immature, um, and 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 it was a real big issue, but. Um, I met Stambowski, right? So Stambowski, we, we, as soon as I heard he was in America, I flew him out to do a seminar at my school. He came out. So did you know him from before in Brazil? So I'm a, I'm a big guard guy. I like to be in the bottom. I like clothes, spider. I mean, you name it. I like to be, to work my guard. I feel like there's nothing more beautiful in Jiu-Jitsu than being in an inferior position and being able to yeah. come out ahead. You know what I mean? Like, there's, there's nothing more prettier than that. It's awesome. Anybody can get on top and smash, but work from the bottom, it's cool. So, because I was a big, especially in my teens, I was a very big closed guard guy. And I was always researching, like, who, who's, who's got the best closed guard? I want to learn from that person. Because, again, I thought I knew it all. So I had to go to the top, you know. And one of the guys, that no matter who I talked to, said, oh, yeah, man, you know, Maka Helm. Maka has the best closed guard ever, you know. And I'm like, oh, you know, who's this guy? You know, and I kept searching and searching. And, you know, little did I know that, you know, he was married into the family. You know, he, he knew my dad. He trained with my dad years before. Uh, he was friends with my mom. He was, like I said, married in. He's my uncle, you know. Um, it just happened that we ran into him into a tournament, in a tournament. He was just walking around, like, hanging out. He wasn't even coaching anybody. And we're like, oh, my God, that's you. Like, you got to fly out. So we flew him out from New York. He was in New York at the time. Flew him out. We, <laughs> there he is right uh, there. there. He is he right by. here. That's unbelievable. <laughs> Asking you, shall Pastor, you please sit. Oh, guys, Good, please, brother. Please. Hey, we're Very doing a good. podcast right we're now talking about jiu-jitsu. You want to sit down with us and talk about jiu-jitsu? You want to talk about jiu-jitsu? Dude, we have just been joined by Grandmaster Marcio Stambowski. Welcome, man. sir. Yeah. Thanks Maka so much. Welcome. Thank you guys for inviting me to that. Yeah. I can't talking. believe that just yeah, happened. That just happened. It was like, see, like, I yeah, was, just, was talking about you Tom, just uh, now. He was just talking about you. Yeah. So I said, I said that, you know, we, as soon as we met in the tournament, we flew out for a seminar at my school yeah. like years and years ago. Yeah. And uh, he blew my mind. Like, first 30 seconds seminar. Well, let me get this straight. He started the seminar with an hour workout, right? <laughs> and and I thought I was like, I was like Olympic level athlete. That's what I thought. <laughs> we started out, and he's doing the workout with us. He wasn't just calling out the exercises. Right. About twenty minutes in, I'm like, okay, it's almost over. Forty minutes in, oh my god, he's gonna he's gonna stop before I will because I'm not gonna quit. Right. Fifteen minutes in, I'm like, please just stop. <laughs> and then about an hour, I was like. 
I'm almost done. Like I'm almost just stepping out from the workout. And then he finally stopped. It was the it was an incredible workout. And then he started the techniques. And then I was like, I know nothing. Start over from scratch. And uh, I went to see him that summer. I flew yeah. out and spent the summer with him. And and then that summer, I think I learned more about being a leader on the mats, about being uh, an instructor, about being a jiu-jitsu fighter, uh, about being a person really on off the mats in that summer with him than I had before. Um, because there were several incidents in that summer where he he just led by example. You know, we had he had people that left his school to betray him. They had people that stole designs from him, stole students from him. And he was always like, you know, and we had those things where it's like, oh, I know, I'm like, let's go storm that school, you know, I'll, I'll right. beat somebody. Let's go you know beat what I mean? some like, ass. And he was always like, he was always like, no, he's like, we 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 beat them by being better. And right. it was always like, if they think they're just as good, we make our jutsu better. If they think they're the better instructors, we become better instructors. If if they think that they have better like like t-shirt designs, right. we make better t-shirt designs. Moral you high, know? the moral high ground, right? Right. But the thing is, is it's easy for people to say that. He, that, and like I said, since I've met him, it's always been the, the actions are speaking, are backing up his words, you know, and it's, it's been like an example to follow. So, can I may I say something? Please <laughs> say anything you want, bro. You can say anything you want. <laughs> you know, it's happened. I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I, I really help uh, cry a little bit, but I don't, I don't think so much like that, you know, in my opinion. But he's grateful. It's something believable, you know. Like he's always talk good things. So in uh, that way, I think it really uh, important for me to see, you know what I mean? Like uh, sure. that respect, like that friendship, you know. Uh, we we have uh, family uh, stuff together. But anyway, more than that, you know what I mean, the, the, his family, family off the side of my life is huge, is big. But that for me, one of the, one of the best guys, not just in the mat, in and outside the mat is amazing. You know yeah, I mean? you can see the bond, like uh, today you were on the mat together, like earlier in the week you were on the mat together. Like I can like kind of feel the, the bond, you know yeah, what I mean? We, like, we, 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 it, we like, are friends, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's for me much important than everything. So if he said I have a that impact in his life, for me it's like a blessing, you know, because for me, he's like an example of a athlete, a professor, you know, he loves what he's doing, crunch everybody also, you know what I mean? But in good way. <laughs> You know, yeah. always in good way, always nice, always nice with the people. You both yeah. beat me up pretty good today. No, It's amazing uh, because um, we were, you know, we were like uh, workshopping some of the techniques that you taught today. And we were like, talking about placement and you went to help some of the lower belts, like doing some different stuff. And it was like the conversation was just taken over by Crowley. Like he like picked up where you left off. He's like, oh, what? Uh, Grandmaster Stambowski means is like here and here and here and here like here like and so where you left off you're like you could walk away and he could step in F1. and there was like not a step lost uh, it was amazing you could tell that you had spent so much time together yeah. working on techniques and training jujitsu and we share many things sometimes you know I ask him uh, sometimes he asking me as I have a son and say Carly what are you thinking about that say what are you thinking about that 
Right. So it's very good, you know what I mean? It's very good. By the way, I have to tell you something, but I just laughed as a young class because I have a huge pain in my back. But I got very impressive of the first technique that I saw there, you doing. It's very good stand-up technique. Thank you for helping me. It's it my really, pleasure. And I feel like it really works perfect for me, you know what I mean? I, and, and I uh, gonna... I don't... It's beautiful. I don't know what to say that. <laughs> I'm like, I, I said stuff like this to Coiler a few minutes ago and he's like, I don't know what to say that. I like, uh, the fact that you compliment me on my, like it means the world to me. Thank you very but, uh, much. But it's true, Please, you know what I mean? You. The technique is beautiful. I, I use it to pick it up. I hate when techniques, too many steps, so I can get there. You all want to boom, boom, boom. Done. That's what I like. And you see today I try, I think I think myself today after class, I ride my bike and I say, you know, maybe I go to simple. But anyway, I think it's important some, just not the position about the message. You know what I mean? And I think the message about the pressure, mm -hmm. that's, is a good message Huge. because the people sometimes roll. Forget. Yeah. Like you're absolutely, ab one, obviously 100% correct. <laughs> but like as sports jujitsu guys, you know what I mean? Like that the, the so much of the game is about scoring points, scoring points. Like even if it means score and back up, like back up your jujitsu and then score more points and back up. But the essence of jujitsu is like take down, pass, mount, submit, never backwards. No. And uh, your your techniques today reminded me that like these are purposeful techniques. Like when a guy mounts, like how often in a regular jiu-jitsu class when a guy like achieves mount, do you feel miserable? Like, I'm like, ah, oh, I Look, feel okay, I, I, I'm in a bad spot. Exactly. He got on, Marcio got on top of me and I was like, my rib cage is gonna break. <laughs> and he was like. You look so comfortable, Jay. And, and he was like, oh, I'm putting a little bit of pressure now and I'm like, it feels like a lot of pressure. We have pictures of that. You guys can take it, my wife will upload them. Oh yeah, uh, pictures of that. We'll, yeah, I would like we'll that. Post I would it. Like that <laughs> so, uh, just so I, I think a lot of people know me, like I'm 210 pounds. Marcio's like solid. He's, solid. He's 210 yeah. pounds solid. He's like uh, Marcio's like maybe 180, 185. No, I have a little more. I just joke. I have a, a, about the 200. 200. Yeah. So lighter than me. He felt like I. Someone put a dump truck on top of me. You like I can't. You guys think of Mount and you're like, oh man, this guy's really heavy. I can't escape. Uh, that's not what I'm talking about at all. <laughs> I am talking about, <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> all right, enough. Let me out. Let you me know, out. I just learned that from my master because my master is not big guy. And my master roll with you, look like I have a 500 pounds in your chest. And you, he's everywhere. So always I learned that from him. And then I saw all family, you know, like uh, he saw all family, always the game. Uh, you know, the, the, the guys have a different game, you know what I mean? I can't handle this. Like you talk about your master, like not even mentioning this. Right. You saw, Marcio got his black belt from Master Holes Gracie in 1981. Uh, 82. 82. We were talking 82, about yeah. like the greatest jiu-jitsu legend of all time. <laughs> Throws around names like Hickson because he came up on like he won't I know he won't yeah. like be like oh I came up with all these guys like but you did like you like grew up on the mats with 
all yeah. of the you are a jujitsu legend. You I'm, came up with these guys. Like, I'm uh, fortunately I have that blessing. Then start with the small group. As I'm starting, is a really small group. Everybody know everybody, you know. And then start growing, growing, growing. Today, it's something unbelievable. How'd you meet those guys? Um, I have a friend. Uh, we we play a little bit, like he fight, and then he glue every time. And me, I don't know how, what I do. And then I ask to him, what we, what you do? And he say, I do Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. And then I go in the Gracie gym. You know, my, uh, he said they, they do some Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. I talked to my father, my father talks to a friend. People say, you have to go to the Grace gym, talk to Carson Grace. And uh, the day I'm there, I, I met uh, Halls and sign up with the Halls. And after that, I love Carson too. Carson is, I love, I love Carson. You know, after Halls died, another guy that I love, I trained with Carson a couple of years. I'm a, I'm a, his, uh, his uh, referee, he makes some uh, MMA fighters in Brazil. He put me like for his main referee for that event called Heroes. Hero Heroes. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm referee, Hero Heroes. Uh, so I love him. I train with the hips of gym too. A while, you know, after Hall's pass away. But Hall's like my. Uh, make my eyes shine about your shit, you know. Like everybody does, you know what I mean? We, uh, Holes Gracie is kind of like a spirit that we all kind of try to embody, right? So Holes is, um, for those of you who don't know, Holes was the first guy before Holes. There's Jiu-Jitsu before Holes and Jiu-Jitsu after Holes. And before Holes, Jiu-Jitsu was simple. You, You take down, you get to the top, you submit. If you're in the bottom, you close guard, you sweep, you submit, or if you can't sweep, you submit from guard. Holes was the first guy to say, hold on, what if I can't close guard? What if I have to do open guard? What if, uh, what, are, what are these wrestlers doing? What are these sambo guys doing? What are What is everybody else doing? Is there something there that I could add? So I think Holes, um, so I think I think he had Japanese Jiu-Jitsu, and you had, you know, Carlos and Ilya Gracie, they influenced, they kind of, Perfected what was there. They advanced what was there, and I think Poles took that and he he opened the doors. He said, yeah. "Hey, let's take everything that's good. If wrestlers do something good, we'll take it. If Sambo does something good, we'll take it. If Judo does something good, we'll take it." And and I think there is a pivotal moment that is very very defined by Poles, and and you can see it on on, on Sambowski. So uh, Grandmaster Sambowski's got. He won't tell you this, and he will say this is not true. But like triangles, triangles today. The reason why triangles are an offensive weapon, they are a, a trademark of jujitsu, um, is because of of uh, Grandmaster Stamowski. He he was the first person because in, in judo, in Japanese jujitsu, triangle was kind of like a defensive thing. You fell here, it's kind of kind of caught, caught the guy. Right. He was the first guy to say, you know what? Why can't I just do it? Why can't I just set people up and put right. them in here? You know, so he he did that. You know, but I don't think credit's ever given. Yeah, I don't think credit's ever given. But but uh, you know, oh, Stambowski was the the first guy to do that. You That's know, awesome. Footlocks before footlocks were a thing. He was doing footlocks. He won't tell you that either. But but it is. It's him. You know, uh, he's got his own sweep. 
that it's called the macajon sweep. He will tell you that he didn't make that either. He'll he'll tell you that's your face, but it's not true. He did. He came up with that. That was a cryless. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that you know, um, Quiller, like all week you've you've done the same thing, and you've said the same thing too. It's like you will take ownership for nothing. You don't own any of it. You know what I mean? And that's a big deal to me because. Um, like the uh, that like the choke that you're showing today from the guy pushes off the knee on stomach, you know what I mean? He creates uh-huh. the turn, you lean and finish the uh, and it was brilliant. It was brilliant. I like that one. Oh, and it's so technical. And uh, Crowther said like to me like right mm-hmm. afterwards, he was like, "Hey, like think about how many years of playing and and trying to adjust the angle it took to actually get to this position." I'm like, "Boy, that's like true for every." Everything in jiu-jitsu. Oh, yeah. So, uh, people like yourself, like, where would we be without grandmasters like this to guide us through this this journey? Like, jiu-jitsu is, we're young, right? It's young. Yes. It's not kung fu. It's not karate. We're not a thousand years old. Yeah. We're like, you know, we got a hundred, we're a hundred years old. And so we change all the time. There's some people doing good things like yourselves. And there's some people doing bad things too that are hurting the integrity of jujitsu and like whatever. Yeah. But we have to like guys like yourself, like, hey, by the way, this wasn't me. I didn't make this up. There were guys before me. There were there like you are the guy before me. <laughs> you are the guy like that. Like you I'm know, like you know what I like to see the jujitsu. I like to see more passing time and people start to get understand more, more friendly. You know, we are here, maybe we cannot talk much with each other, maybe someone jealous with another one. That's not happens, you know, because our our focus is the same. We want to share, we have a passion, we have a love. You know, I love to share jiu-jitsu, you know, because I want to see grow and grow and grow. I want to see every, everybody doing better. I'm gonna do better too. He's gonna do better. My son's gonna do better. My daughter's gonna do better. Everybody's gonna I don't do need better. him to be any better. <laughs> <laughs> so, but look, but look, if you're thinking about Crawler, it's a baby. He's a 28 year old. 29. Huh? 29. 29. Okay. <laughs> 29 years old. Young brother. man. Is that potential like it is? Imagine that guy a couple more. It's already, but I'm talking about it's like, a, in my opinion, it's like a wine because it, every time I saw him, I saw him more technical, more, his, his classes is amazing, you know, he, he's grow like a man, you know what I mean? The yeah. same as I saw my, 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 my kids in home, you know, uh, if I, if I thinking about a couple of years ago, my son's a, a little baby, my daughter's, uh, that starts to grow but it's still very young the guy's very young you know and Crowley has a lot of forward uh, he, we spoke about it earlier uh, the, the baseline you know what I mean he's a very good person yes. and uh, and I think his, your attitude towards jiu-jitsu allows you to learn so much because um, as good as you are there's no ego behind it you know what I mean so he's, his mind is completely open look that it's, guy. It's, it's rare look, for someone that is. Look, let me uh, tell you, that guy. Look, that guy. Sorry. No, you're right. He's <laughs> look. He's a grandson of Eddie Grace. 
not for him. He have just proud of that, but he's not used that to say I'm a. He he shine for his own value. You know what I mean for his, for his own. But he can be like I'm a grand uh, son of Elio Grace. Blah blah blah. You see, he talks something about that. No ones, right? Never. No ones. As I met Crowley, he's no use a grace name. I say, what's happened? I actually, uh, Croiler has not said the word Elio or Gracie the entire week. Yes. Like, doesn't mention by name. He's like, you know what's happened. He, he have a lot, a, lot, a lot of love, a lot of respect for entire family. But he's too much good. He don't need it. You see, Crowley is Crowley, poor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a Gracie name. Crowley is too Crowley, poor. Right? So. He still has to be his own man. And you are like. No, thank you guys. Appreciate that. Right. My favorite thing, like, about you guys, like, and I've known you longer, but like, both you guys make me so happy, like, to be around. Like, when you come in, I'm just like, <laughs> oh man, like, uh, you're the, like, run. it's my favorite. Like, you guys, you know, like, it's not like you guys aren't super tough, like, you, but you don't have to be a jerk. But like, of course, you're yeah. like the nicest dude, you know, uh, like. Maybe this be an appropriate time to say it. George, but like when you're not around, they're not that nice. These guys are like, I hate George. Like Mar Marcio comes in the room and everybody's happy because he's happy. Like you raise the whole room up, man. That's I, my favorite. I like. I'm um, a little bit discouraged that this the like the first time we're meeting. I know you met George before and he had come down and like I've known Brad for a long time and like I always like. I've been looking forward to this moment for so long, you know what I mean? Well, because not just the jujitsu, but like everybody says you're such a great guy and you're such a good person and you're genuinely interested in like pulling jujitsu together and like keeping people together, making it like the love of jujitsu and keeping the wave going. Thank you, I really appreciate that. And uh But by the way, your mouth like uh, is awful. <laughs> but brother, look <laughs> awful. Look, uh, like I said today in the in the class of the Iron Room, we have to be very grateful every day, every time. You know, look, we are blessed. We're here to do something we love to do with persons we like to have, uh, and that's it. You know, people have to be happy and grateful. And today, post something about the great family. You know, people forget about, you know, the Grace families they create, they share with everybody in the world. So in my opinion, Carlos Gracie, Elio Grace, they, they, they have, uh, they, they invent, I think, one of the best products in the world because everybody have a way to live. Many guys have a way to live and make people happy. If right. you see uh, uh, the uh, Carlos Gracie, 12 uh, mandates, mandates. Yeah, commandments, yeah. Look, I have a blessing. I have a blessing. For me, it's a blessing. I have a blessing. They, they talk to that guy many, many times. That's super, that's a, a, a different level of guy. I have a blessing talk to him many times. And I get every time impressed about the, his, his mind is, He's different guy, you know. I, I, my opinion, I think he's he's um, he planted that already, you know. You know, I think he have a, like a plan. I'm gonna have a lot of kids. My family gonna have a lot of kids, and it's gonna be like one army, you right. know. 
And I think it, I think he did that on purpose. You know? Right. Have you guys ever looked up at the 12 Commandments of Jiu-Jitsu? I have looked at it before. I've yeah. seen him, yeah. yeah. So, the very, um, the very first one, pull it up right here. It's to be so strong that this serves your peace of mind. And then you go down the line and you see things like give all your friends the feeling that they're valuable. You know, always look at things from a positive point of view and turn positivity into reality of life. You know, he says think only about the best, work only for the best, and always expect the best. And like I said, there's like 12 of them, but I think anybody from any background, any martial art, any religion, any country, anything, can read the 12 commandments of jiu-jitsu and if they follow it they don't have to train but they just follow it that's a super positive i think yeah i think super people would be for life for yeah it'd be incredible and what was holes like as a as a person like not just as a fighter i was just like a father of everybody you know first of all with his family like his cousins everybody he's take care about everybody my wife is one of his niece so he always take care, always around. They all, you know what I mean? Always. So he was a young man, not, right? He was a young man, he, but still he, a father. He, yeah, he died figure. at uh, 30, 30, 33. Wow. So super sad, you know, what happens. Uh, but how's up? Uh, you know, he's, he's uh, making me see the life different. You know, I saw the way they treat everybody. I saw the way he's kind with everybody. I saw sometimes his hand a little heavy when he needed to be heavy, <laughs> you know, but he's very, very kind, always a good, uh, you know, always good influence, you know. Uh, yeah, he's, he's unbelievable. Not See, because he's passed away, but for me, he's one of the guys unbelievable that I met in my life. Was he a pretty serious guy or a funny guy or like what was his personality like? Look, Halls is a guy a little bit fun, funny, but he's not much like joking around with him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if Papa no no miss around much with him. You know, <laughs> understand? Right. So yeah. the same as in training, something like that. He's very kind, very but if the guy wanna be a little crazy, he can put somebody to sleep, he can yelling really bad. In the beginning, you know, he yelling sometimes and he look like that on this stand. And now I say, oh my God, he's, you know, thank God I have a him in my back to do that for me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? He yelling right moments that I need. You know what I mean? Sure. I have a, one thing very interesting. I make one uh, fight, I, I, I'm I think I'm purple belt that time. It's a very good fighting, you know. I I pull the guy in the guard, I sweep the guy, mount, uh, and then the guy turn. I did like it three times, something like that, and then submit. As I finish the fight, I say, Master, and it talk serious with you. I say, You don't like my fight. I want to talk serious with you Monday, Sunday, June. I go home, my mind I go like that. Oh my God, what's that, babe? I did a beautiful fight. My friends outside, wow, that's amazing. Everybody, and then I, I really don't understand. I go to the master. I don't understand why you think it's not good. Look, I make a lot of points. I mount, I I I, I sweep mount, and then 
sweep again, mount again, three times, and then submit. I don't like that. You have a, the first mount you have, it's time to finish. You have a, to adjust your positions, you know what I mean? Because next time as you're fighting, the guy cannot escape more from the mount. You know what I mean? Perfection. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. Like, I'm like, in my brain, I'm thinking Hodger. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Once yeah. he gets there, yeah, it's like... Exactly. So then I talk about... Look, what's happened, Roger. Roger is... Uh, his father talking about that. It's not me. You can ask to his father. Roger is like uh, his body type, a little similar to my body type. You know, we have... a. Of course, Roger is Roger. I don't want to compare myself. Roger is like, I'm a, I'm a Bwicky in 1949. <laughs> he's, a, he's a Mercedes being 2018. Ah, uh, you know? no, no. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah no, but no. look. I see what I mean now. I'm just talking about. Hey, man. Hey man, you're like a like you're like a like a Ferrari, uh, no. like a Marinetta, like a Berlinetta, nineteen fifty nine. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, look. But the thing is, you know, uh, uh, you know, you see him the same thing. You see him the same thing. You know, you see the guys. Uh, you know what I mean? Now they 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 no joke around. Though. <laughs> right. Oh, I know. No joke around. The most amazing thing, like, so uh, Buchesh has been, like, burning, like, for years, just burning up the competition scene, you know what I mean? And Hadra can come out of retirement and just, nothing a blue belt doesn't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, nothing, like, I never, like, I'm like, oh, I know what he's doing. I know what he's doing. I know what he's doing. Like, it wasn't. It was just so beautiful and so pure. Yeah, that's so perfect. perfect. Yes, I saw. I, I saw an interview after you got off the mats, like right after. I don't know if it was Flo grappling did or somebody else, but right after you got off the mats, that somebody said, "So you fought like six minutes, you know, three minutes in the ground, just submitted them, but you space you spent three minutes on your feet. Why?" And he said, "I kind of wanted to see if you could take me down." Like, imagine the level, no, no, just not even like ability, just comfort. Like, Say, you know what? I, I Let's think. see what you got. No, have right. one. <laughs> so, like, one no, of the one <laughs> greatest key get grapplers, in, the greatest key gra- aside from Roger, maybe yeah. on the planet. Yeah. Have any moment of danger, uh, Roger passed, no danger, zero danger. There. Zero danger. Zero yeah. danger. If someone in the family, oh my God, Roger looks so calm, what's happening? People like that, hey, relax, we're gonna be that guy. He's, he's not ready for me. That's how I should say before. You know, the amazing thing too is that um, uh, very traditional Gracie Jiu Jitsu, once he got on the back, forget it. Yeah. It's a wrap. Or it's mount, a wrap. Mount, it, like side ju- control. Doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> just a few, it was a few seconds. It was a few seconds. And we're talking about. Like other than Hodger, maybe the best gi grappler on the planet. Like maybe, but the second Hodger was on his back, it was a countdown, and done. We're done. Yeah. So impressive. And, and Pure, simple, but yeah. beautiful. Look, no, Bushesh is one amazing athlete, yeah, one amazing fighter. Nobody can say nothing bad about him. But the thing is. Uh, Roger has more, much more refined technique, and that's his uh, goal always. Uh, I think for everybody of the Jews, the goal 
get better and better and better and better. So that I talked to him. Roger now is better than 10 years ago. I think so like too. him. A couple of years from now, it's going to be much better. Boy. <laughs> That yeah, sounds awful. I think that's the goal for all of us, <laughs> That right? sounds to terrible. To, to get better. You know, I think the goal of jiu-jitsu is... Oftentimes you have people that come in like, I want to get a black belt. <laughs> okay. That's cool. You know, or, or I want to be, be a world champion. Okay. That's cool. I think the, the thing that's missing for most people and the thing that makes Hajar great, that makes Grandmaster Simbowski great... Hickson, I mean, you take any of these guys that are incredible, right? Um, is is the, the, men, the attitude and the mental ability to say, it's not about being the best right now. It's about to, it's about continuous improvement. How can I continue to get better all the time, every day? So every time you step on the mats, how can I be better than the day before? And, and that's the mentality versus, I want to be the tough guy today. That is, perfect. you know. How, how can I continue to get better? Like 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 50 years from now, how can I continue to get better? And I think oftentimes we're very short-sighted. I want this belt. I want this title. I want this thing. No, no, no. Long-term, you know? And enjoy the journey, too, yeah. right? It's much important. Enjoy the journey. Don't think about it, you know what I mean? The belts. I never look. I never thinking about one day gonna have a coral belt, and now I have a candy can. I never thinking about. <laughs> so, so, so here's a, here's, a, here's, a, here's a true story. Candy can. The first the first year that I went to train with Simbabwe when I was at Purple Ball, right? So I went to train with him, and, I, and he has like six degrees on his black belt. The very first year I went to train with him, and I'm a Purple Ball. I asked him one night, we play chess, we watch all of these old fights, and I asked him, say, are you excited? Your next rank is Coral Belt. He's like, not really. He's like, I know what I know, and if, I, if I'm blessed to get it, then great. But if not, I still know what I know. Yeah. So then he gets Coral Belt. And then you fast forward a couple of years, and don't get me wrong, he was proud of his Coral Belt, you should have seen it. It was very proud. You can't not be proud. No, very yeah. proud. You know, and it was super so proud. Worn, worn to shreds. It was almost white. Super proud thing, my proud. Yeah, and it was almost torn to shreds. If you see his core belt today, it's like all white. So, you know, then he gets his candy cane belt. Candy cane. And I asked him, I said, hey, you know, are you proud of that? He goes, well, before he got his candy cane, I asked him, I said, are you ready for the candy cane? You know, are you almost red. You know, are you excited? And he's like, if I get it, I get it. If I don't, I, I know where I'm at, right? And I think that's an incredible attitude. If, if a guy of his level can say, you know what, as long as I'm good and as long as I know what I'm doing and as long as I can continue training and teaching, that doesn't matter. I think that's something that if a guy his level can think that way, if we are a white belt, a blue belt, even all the way up to black belt, we, we cannot be so arrogant to think differently. I, I agree with that 100%. We, maybe all, well, I've been guilty of it. You know what I mean? Like when I was a purple belt, I was winning a lot and I thought I knew I, I thought I knew it all. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, I'm the shit. I know what I'm doing. Like I know it all. And then as a black belt, I realized I'm, man, I don't know anything. I don't know anything. I'm going to spend the rest of my life chasing this thing. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to chase, I'm not chasing anything. I just want to learn more. I want to get sure. better. 
You know what I mean? And uh, Coiler and I were talking about this earlier and uh, about this very same topic. And he's like, um, Grandmaster Stambowski is like, he's not he's not chasing belts. He chases knowledge. He wants yeah, to get better. He wants to learn. I want to learn. And, and I we, just know, no, look, I just don't spend more time over there today. I got a lot of pain in my back because I'm stupid. I have to do a little warm at after four. I don't did much. I don't know if the time as you put the knee in my back. I don't. I don't. I'm sorry if I no, hurt you when you were uh, kneeling on no, my belly. No, look, look, look. I not I not I not blame not. I just talking about you know sometimes when small movement and I feel and now I say oh my god I have to back at home relax. I'm blessed to have a one a very good person to my side. Oh amazing. Did you do one today? Yeah, yeah I did in the room. I made if somebody knew that would To the run. room? Yes. Yeah, it's like that's like 35 bucks if you go to the front desk, they'll go to your room and, and do a massage. Look. They'll come to your room. It's amazing. Really, really amazing, you know. That I say for the lady, look, the the rich, the, the rich is not about the money, not about the buy belongs, not about things. I say for her, look, I feel blessed. I can pay for your work and my body, you know what I mean? Of course, I have to pay because you need the money too. Right. But that's for me, it's rich. It's not about the body, it's about, I think your money is good to do things to your body, to feel better, to eat better, to, you know, about the body, things, body belongs. That's no matter nothing. The best know, money you can spend is on making you feel the, better. The best money always feel better. So I, I uh, very, conservative about that, you know, uh, eat well, try to treat yourself well, you know what I mean? But no, no thinking much about the belongs, the stuff, the, you know. Right. Or the belts. Or the belts. Belts. Or the belts. belts. Yeah. You know, I, uh, so I got my black belt in 2000, end of 2009, beginning of 2010, I got my black belt. And uh, it was terrifying. <laughs> because I, I left, I went home, he was there. I got my black belt when, when Simbowski was there and, and I walked out, I went home and I, I tried taking a nap. It was a very hard test and, and so I, I laid in bed trying to sleep, I'm tired. And the only thing I, I kept thinking of is, I hope nobody asks me to teach a armbar, like a regular beginning beginner's white belt armbar. I said, because I'm gonna mess it up. And I had a fear of disappointing the belt. Right, um, so I decided I was going to get better. How can I get a better teacher so that that doesn't happen? Right, but I never felt like a true black belt wasn't when I got it, and and this was when I actually met my my now wife. We were dating at the time. I think we were like three months in or four months in dating. I I, I went to her house, her parents' house. She's in with her parents. I said, Hey, let's go on a road trip. Just pick somewhere on the map and we'll take a road trip. And she's like, Let's go to Maine. Why Maine? Don't know. I said, okay, let's do it. And then you guys come to yeah, Connecticut. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I called them, like on the way, like, hey, I'm coming by, I'm going to visit, maybe we can have some dinner. He goes, hey, you're going to do a seminar. And that was a terrifying <laughs> moment. That was terrifying. <laughs> no, it looks like. Because you did a great, I cannot imagine you thinking about so, that because you did a great so job. So here, here's a guy who was a, a key, key role, a key person in my black belt, right? He was a key influence in my black belt. Saying, and mind you, he's been things in perspective he's been a black belt longer than i think most of us have been alive right so it was a black belt four years after i was born that's insane 
right? So this guy. What year? I, 77? Yeah, I got, no, July. 77. No, five, got, almost five. I got a black belt in 1982. So almost five. Oh, five years. Five years. It was the spring, right? Yeah. Like uh, spring of 82. So we were, we were talking in the car. It was so, messed up. We were talking about that. So here's this guy who's, who, who <laughs> he forgets more jujitsu than I hope to learn in my lifetime, right? <laughs> right. And Me he's too. Like, and he's like, hey, oh come to a seminar at my school. And mind you, I was just thinking like a road trip with my girlfriend, you know, hang out, <laughs> see family, go to Maine. And I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> and I, I'm like freaking out driving the car for like 10 hours. And uh, so I get there and I'm like, you know what? This is like a tournament, you know? Just come out, just perform, do, do things that you know, and it's gonna work out. So I came out and I started doing the techniques. I got relaxed, I taught, and then I did a move, one of the movements from there. And, and up until this point, I grandmaster Savasco was just watching and he was kind of working with people. And then I did this move and he said, Hey, can I try this one on you? Can you show me this one? What, you know, let me, let me try this one. I, I, I want to see this one. I want to feel this one. I'm not quite sure I've seen this one before. And in that moment, I was one extremely proud and I felt that I finally achieved the black belt status. Right. And then he did it better than I did. <laughs> no, <laughs> and, and he says, is this okay? Is this, is this, this is feel no, okay. And I'm no, like, friend. yeah, that's, that's, Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yep, I think that's better than what I did. Yeah. So good. Yes, that's great. You know what's funny about that is that we were like uh, talking about the, uh, going negative on the half yeah. today, and I was like, and uh, you're like, ah, I kind of like, you know, can you do it? Like, what do you, what do you, what do you do here? And I'm like, oh, I really aim not to right. be here. Like, he's like, you know, because I like to lower the grip, and you're like, oh, so I like this. And I was like, it's cool for me to go where I was going for the knee bar. Mm-hmm. But like any of the other techniques didn't require me to offer that grip. Right. And I walk away from this like I've been thinking about it all day. Because Coiler was like, ah, oh, this is like, you know, kind of how I like to do it. And he was asking me really like completely respectful questions like, hey, about the technique you taught today. Like, like can, can we talk about it? And I walked away with like, man, I have like an entirely new position now to go think about that's probably stronger than what I was doing. You know what I mean? And and I've had people be like, hey, that's wrong. Oh my don't God. don't do that. Don't do that. You, don't but, do that. But you you know what's happening, uh, my point of view about the quality for you because he loves to study. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, he loves to study. So yeah. that he try is not tell something wrong. Just try uh, with you together, mm-hmm. make sure it's gonna grow the position, you know what I mean? Right. It's gonna try. Grow the- you is right? Yes. Yeah, I just want to learn. <laughs> it was awesome. It. it was awesome. It was awesome. Like, now I have more to work with. And it's not, at this point, it's like not the recreation of a guard or something no, like, oh, yeah. like, here's a new guard that's going to make you amazing. It's like the small little details yeah, that right. make jujitsu work. It's like, we were talking about Neon Stomach. We are talking about centimeters. Yes. Centimeters of what makes it work or not work. Yes. That's a good uh, talk you're talking about. So about the centimeters, centimeters and millimeters, you can see uh, how that have a big impact in the world. So if you're talking about one uh, racing for the athletes in this super high uh, sport, once 
millisimum of centimeter make a difference. So one gonna be famous for the rest of their life. The Maybe boy. wanna make money for the rest of their life. One swimmer, like uh, uh, Phelps, something like, for some millimeters, he, uh, and then you see the, how that works. So the, the trainer, they refine a little bit so, so, and then the other one got in the second place. 10 years later, maybe nobody remember more. Or maybe that guy gonna be, I'm the guy, I take the second place with uh, yeah. Phelps. With I'm the guy. Phelps, yeah. It's not about the win, about the lose. That right. point, I'm just talking about the small uh, Millimeter. Yeah. Millimeter. Yeah. So I think it was, uh, was it 2008, I think, where Phelps was swimming. I think it was against the, the French team. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like they had to like go underwater. The camera's underwater. And he actually had like fingertips <laughs> on the on the, on the, the, the pool. Yeah, on the right? water. Yeah. Because he reached. Right. Yeah. So the other guy didn't reach. Yeah. Even even small even small distances matter, you know? Hey, you remember, <laughs> do you remember that second place guy's name? No. Uh, that's it. <laughs> that's the difference. It does. And when you were bringing up your children, how many children do you have? I have a two. And they both trained jujitsu. Both, both trained. Both are black belts. Both really yeah. tough black belts. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. when you were when they were, uh, Neil's okay. Did you? How did? How did? Like uh, you know? Did you bring him to the academy and just play? Did you bring no, him into yeah, classes? We, uh, we uh, like uh, my son talking another day. Say, look, in my home, I'm I'm not I not go much in his classes in the gym. I saw some father sit in the class. He do he go? I never normally. I go work, my wife bring him to the gym, something like that. And I I come and I say, all right, grab my leg. My daughter try to choke me. And we play at <laughs> home. Like almost every day, my wife always pissed off about. And I start in home, you know. Um, both started very young. My daughter, as uh, one time young, she want to stop a little bit and never put pressure. My son no put pressure. My wife put a little bit pressure on him. Uh, you know, he have to go, go. But the thing is, we play home, you know, like all the time. And then uh, Neymar comes in home, say, Father, today the guy did something. Yeah, I cannot escape. And, and come over here, have a little mat in home, and you train with, uh, adjust the positions, you know. Right. So, like, Neymar, obviously, everybody knows he's an incredible fighter. And he not, only, not only represents jiu-jitsu, but he represents the family very well very very much in the family style of fighting um and, and he's incredible and he's fighting next weekend yeah and, and i'll be there watching and i'm, I'm hoping him the best you want to be there together yeah, yeah we will it's in chicago, chicago. yeah chicago yeah. yeah uh but deborah people you know they know she's did the book now the hispect uh the book which i i recommend getting it if you guys haven't gotten it um but uh what people don't know like a lot of the women in the family don't get a lot of credit and I, I think that's a mistake. You have Kira Gracie who blazed the way for women's jiu-jitsu. You have Deborah who uh, she the was second. yeah she was I think she was a brown belt. She went to the United Emirates, right? Yeah, yeah. And she taught there for two years. Two years. Two years. And her team, her because like they're assigned a team of people that she, they're supposed to take care of and teach jiu-jitsu. It's mandatory out there. And for the two years that she was there, it was the best team. Once she got there, her the the school she worked in the school is 27th place in the rank. 
over there. And then after that, she got the first place in full rank in wow. there. Yeah. In the red so she's team. an incredible teacher too. Yes. Um, again, I think there's a lot of women in our family that, that have done great things. You know, Rose does tournaments all the time. She's going to do one close to me. I'm going to try yeah. to bring some kids there. Yeah. Angela you know. Gracie does like the cookbook. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think a lot of people don't give her credit because they're they're girls or whatever. You know, I think that's a mistake. It's a huge mistake. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, Deborah, like I said, she's a great teacher. Um, Nima's she's a, very technical. Yeah. And, and I think um, I think there may maybe a little bit more appreciation for, for the women. There's um, no question. Uh, I, 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 you know, George's wife is super, super tough. She's maybe 120? 115, 120. 115, yeah, 120. Small. And if I take the power off and we just start to roll and we roll technique, she is vicious. Wow. Vicious. Yeah. And uh, I met, um, uh, let's see, like uh, Kurt Osiander's uh-huh. first female black belt, mm-hmm. um, Christy, and she is an animal. She's right. an animal. It was house. I think it was house it was first. House first. House, yeah. house first female black belt. She's an, an right. absolute animal, and I think these women are like are not only just pioneering for women; they're pioneering for jujitsu. Like forget yep. about gender. These are tough right. people. A lot of who times, know a lot of jujitsu. And by the way, it's not easy because you're a big guy, and right. like I'm a big guy. You're a big guy. Like. It's tough if you're 115 pounds oh, to roll with people like us all the time. Every so, day. So every day. <laughs> you are always the latest person on the mat. Always. So Coiler, Coiler is like, hey, you want to come train with me? I was like, yeah, man, I'll come train. And we train. And it's like, he must have been like holding a little baby when I'm wrestling with me. He's like, are you okay? Is, that, is this true? I'm like, no, no, dude, you're fine. And he's like, it was it was awesome. George's he's so tough. technical. He but like. I was like thinking, oh, he's like Corlys holding a little baby. <laughs> but a lot of the women matches that I see are more exciting than men's oh, matches. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you oh, watch yeah, some women's oh, matches. Yeah, Lisa, awesome. yeah. like, I think they did super, super, super technical. You know, yep. Deborah super tech. She's a great teacher. She helped a lot. And sometimes, uh, I, hey Deborah, what are we gonna do today? Hey, do that, that, that. Yeah, it's good idea. Let's do that. You <laughs> right. know. Uh, and Neymar is very tough, you know, he's uh, very focused now with the MMA fighter. I'm so impressive what he does. I love that he still fights in the jiu-jitsu spirit. Like yeah. his, his goal, uh, we were riding in a cab, I didn't say, like we rode in a cab together to go to fishing, right? Like uh-huh. a few days ago, he was talking about Neiman and Neiman's like, you know, uh, his, you know, your wife was like, ah, Neiman, you, you had him, you should have, you should have punched yeah. him and elbow and elbow. And, uh, and he's like, mom. He know my wife, uh, uh, Carla <laughs> said for Nima, I saw one movie, the guy go, you go do like double legging somebody, when the guy try hold your back in the top, you come out with joy out when they face the guy. And Nima looked like to his mother, say, mother, come on, that's gonna hurt a lot of my opponent. I know, I don't like to do that. And we look like that. Oh my God! You're gonna fight him, boy. In an MMA <laughs> fight, he's controlling the level of aggression so much. Like I don't need it. I'll win. It'll be okay. Like I don't have to hurt this guy. Like. And his mother's telling him to beat him yeah, up more. Like, yeah, like <laughs> every mother, right? Like every mom, like every mom. Last like, fight we are in the casino. Uh, the guy, the guy from Mexico, for some reason hurts, and then he's not fighting. Some other guy. Uh, take the fight one week before and 
we're going to the pool and the casino. I like uh, one, two days before the fight. That, that process, the people lose their weights, blah, blah, blah. As we go in the pool, the guy, the other side of the pool, and my father, the guy going to fight is the other side of the pool. I said, okay, let's go. I said, no, no, I want to go there, talk to him. They go over there, hey, brother, thanks for accept the fight. Let's try to do a good show for the guys. And that's it, bro. Right. Quite um, like uh, I don't want to ask this cliche question, uh, but it's the uh, growing up Gracie yeah. question. Not really like I assume your like the lifestyles like everybody yeah. else like go to yeah. school and like right. you you know. But well, training had to be different. Um, I think I think um, if you ask any of my cousins in my generation, they'll all say the same thing. We we started playing at home. We train a little bit at the school. We have fun at the school. We all took little breaks, you know, growing up. We come back. We train some more. We kind of fall in love with it. Um, I think that the, the the two major differences, or the three major differences between, let's say, our training and, and somebody else, right, were we started young. We had a lot of time on the mats, even if it's just playing, just game. We're just having fun at home, you know, horse, you know, horsing around, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. Um, two, we had access to, to great information. Right. I mean, we had these. I mean, Neiman had Grandmaster Stambowski right away. You know, I had my grandfather, etc. So like, we have this wealth of knowledge to draw from, where maybe most people don't don't have that Special same level. Good. Right, right. <laughs> um, you know, Crone had Hickson. You know, uh, I, I mean, look around. You know, um, but I think that the, 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 the third thing, the, the thing that really made a difference was the self-imposed pressure. And I think uh, Neiman, I think myself, Iran, Hanner, um, I think we all have the pressure of growing up. We're like, we're Gracie's, we can't lose. We have to do well. We have to represent the family. Right. And I think that was self-imposed. I don't think, I've, I don't remember of my grandfather or an uncle or a cousin saying, hey, you gotta do better because you're a Gracie. I don't think that that ever happened. I think we felt we gotta do better because we're a Gracie. We can't lose. But let me tell you something. <laughs> In my opinion, I think that point, because you guys, you, Neyman, hey, our mother is mm-hmm. Grace, is not your father. Yes. So if your father is a Grace, the pressure is gonna be much more. Oh, yeah. So yeah. what's happening? Uh, he's not have the same pressure of the other cousins. Mm-hmm. The same him not have the same pressure of the other cousins. You know what I mean? Because as you have, as you are boy, uh, f- uh, from the the, the father grace, mm-hmm. pressure, have yeah. some pressure, and, and yeah. I think so that make that guys better. Mm-hmm. Because you don't need to have that ego, you don't have that, you know what I mean? The other ones, I, mean, I, I love all those guys. For but sure. Amazing, amazing. Amazing fighters, amazing talents, amazing. But you know, but sometimes that kids, for the pressure that I think, that I saw all my life, from, you know what I mean? I think that they put some pressure for those kids and it's a little bit harder yeah. for them. And uh, the freedom to have your own game. Too. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean, like, you, you, like uh, dad might be like, your game's this, gonna be exactly right. like my game, and right. that's gonna be it. But like, my game's not like your game. Yeah, I think like you have such a uh, creative game. You know Thank what I mean? You. you 
Uh, it's modern, uh, but it's very traditionally technical. Like every position is super, super tight. After we, after you guys were talking, him and I were talking about the truck. Yeah, I, mean, like I, saw, I saw you guys truck. Train. I was like, should I put my gear back on? I really, <laughs> really want to go train, like see what Quiller has to say about this, like because it's a, a cool position. Right. And but I heard, uh, I did hear you breaking it down. You're like, ah, you see, like if I truck, like anytime a guy trucks, there's an uh, there's an opportunity to create a transition where like right. you're gonna get trucked against. Correct. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And like you were talking about knee and ankle placement, I was like, that is some pardon my French but fucking genius shit <laughs> you know what I mean you're like this is where it goes right this is where it goes wrong like this is the moment right. that makes the position work or not work and uh, you have a very modern game but okay. also very traditionally like hey I get on top I stay on top like I'll start like you said you like to play the guard mm-hmm. I I don't know how many times I've seen you sweep guys but it's a lot <laughs> and uh, you know what I mean you have phenomenal passing just so technically sound you know what I mean? A refined technique is better than having like five refined if, if techniques is better a, than a hundred. If hybrid. they want a muzzle, oh my gosh, <laughs> forget about it. He, don't, he, he wins not muscle, he wins life. Right. I like my leg muscles, they allow me to run. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, uh, I'm i I'm a big guy, you know, I'm, I'm 245 right now, 240. After this week, probably 245, you know, I'm eating a ton here, but. So I'm a big dude. I'm 6'3", 240, 245. Uh, I used to be lower, 215. The heaviest I've been was like 300. Um, so I, I fluctuated quite a bit. But um, You move I, like a, a much smaller <laughs> person. You move I'm, slick, yeah. smooth. I'm very weak. So physically speaking, like so as far as like weightlifting, like I... I, I I'm, I'm weak. <laughs> this is uh, bullshit. <laughs> this is, I'm calling bullshit. Me <laughs> too. But I'm, uh, I'm, uh, that guy's a gorilla. <laughs> I felt it. He's a gorilla. Like, if you're listening, Coiler is bullshitting you. Like, I you see, felt gorilla. it. Gorilla, as a gorilla, if you want, it's done. No more. Right. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I've always been very flexible. So growing up, I was always this big kid who never had a lot of power. Um, so what, what, what that means, when you're a big kid, you're always paired up with other big guys. If you happen to be the big guy that has no power, you're the little guy. Right. <laughs> right. So my game has always been like the little guy game. I just happen to be in a big body, you know? Um, and, and I think because I don't think myself as strong and... and, and Anybody, I'm rolling. If I have to put a lot of power, something is wrong. I, I readjust. I move on. You know, um, because I think like a little guy, and I, I feel myself as a little guy. I feel like I'm smaller than what I am. It, it forces me to be more technical, and I don't know where that comes from. If it was just how I got brought up, you know, uh, or, or what, but but that's how I think. Like when I go into a match, I'm like man, that guy's pretty big. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. You know, and then like I work my way. Like I, I don't even. I'm like, Liz has told me like I like I have conversations with my wife about these guys. I'm like, I don't know what the hell is going on. Like, how can we be the same weight? How are we the same weight? You're <laughs> humongous. <laughs> and uh, my game has always been a smaller guy's game. Right. Like you know what I mean? Like I like the guard. I like the intricacies of getting under people and 
You yeah. know what I mean? The bigger guy's game has just never been my thing. Right. Um, so I, like, I, I like a, a guard too. I always play a lot of guard. You are like, you the invented guard. half the shit that I do. Yes. <laughs> like you created it, like I do it. Like, yeah. I'm like, I imitate Marcio Stambaugh. Yeah, they, they, they call his guard back in the 80s, what they used to call his guard. It was like the guard of death. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kid you not. I kid you not. Look back, I think, 2018, so maybe 10 years ago, Gracie Magazine did uh, an article on the best guards in the history of jiu-jitsu, right? And and his was like number one, I think. It was like they gave him... What? Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they called him... Uh, they called him... They said, you know, Marcin Bowski had the guard of death and they had this long article about it. You know, if... Sounds terrible. <laughs> means you go in there and you die you know like you're not coming out the fact that like he didn't have the mount of death like i felt the mount of right? death is right? the guard worse uh-huh. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. where did you what, did you get your guard from holes was he yeah. like he liked to play All the guard jiu-jitsu come from balls yeah you know i i learn and try always i'm that guy holes and i want to do that i want to see that come tomorrow and show tomorrow and i go home Count the time for back tomorrow in that hog. Boy, you don't forget about the shit. Please, <laughs> now I come here to, okay, and then I let, hey, about the water? Tomorrow. Next it's, week. It's every, every, every. You're not prepared already. Every great man is maniacal, right? Like, he's maniacal. like, I'm not forgetting. Like, yeah. I'm like, I'm kind of like, when you leave, you're like, yes. All right, let's go back. You know what I yes. mean? Like, every great man is. Uh, I don't even you know the funny thing so the, the very first summer right I go to train with him I'm like okay I, I love the guard I'm gonna learn from the one of the best guard masters ever right so I fly out there I roll with his guys and then he's like okay we're gonna work in guard passing and I was, I was like, I was kind of crushed. <laughs> no. I was kind of crushed. I was like, <laughs> like, I have so little money. Like, I flew out here with a little bit of money I had, and then we're learning guard passing. And part of me, for like 30 minutes, was like, why? <laughs> why am I doing this, right? And then he told his students, if he gets swept or tapped, or if he passes the guard, he goes right back. So his students never had a chance to lose. Like, they would never lose, right? If I pass their guard, I go right pass, back. And the ah. leg goes back in? Yeah, so we're there for, like, weeks. Huh. So for weeks, I'm, like, super frustrated because I can't submit anybody. But you know what? Um, that taught me a lesson, right? That in comparison to my guard at that time, my guard passing was just garbage. And I needed to work on that. And then... He's the guy who's like, nope, this is what you're going to do. This is what you're going to do. This is what you're going to do. I went home after that summer, and nobody could stop my guard passes, you know? Um, so, again, I, I think that there is a, when you get a teacher like him, or, or any anybody high level like him, I think they can point things out, and they can push you in ways that you're not used to being pushed, or that you don't feel you need like, to be pushed. Not even aware of. Right, right. And show look this 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 part's missing. Fix it. Like we t- we were talking earlier, and you were uh, we were talking about how uh, guard passing passing a good guard 
It's the hardest thing to get. Yes. Yeah. The hardest thing. Yes. Like if your guy's got a good guard, like that's strap yeah. in. Like this is gonna be a tough thing. Like Absolutely. you have to be yeah. perfect and yep. controlling and um and I don't I think it's nothing that anybody can ever master. The guard is so ever-changing in jujitsu. Like the guard is the piece that uh, is like still evolving. It's like still moving. It's like hitting a moving target. You know what I mean? But my opinion, as a people understand well, they control the hips all time. It's going to be much harder. Uh, the other guy defending. You know what I mean? You sometimes also you cannot pass, but if you can defend well yourself in the top, try right. pass, smash. Is good. I think all about that. You control the hips of the guy on the bottom. So you're Who's saying passing? like if you can make yourself safe, yeah, and then smash hips. Always, always. The first, my first concern always, save myself. Mm-hmm. It's not passing. Passing the second plan. My first one, make sure I'm always in good, uh, uh, in good spot, you know. And then what? Every time you fail, then the back again, you try back, you try, and then you go. You know, I, I, I have a something to say, guys. I saw one interview. Maybe it's not exactly about we're talking about the garden pass, but something very, very nice. It's not a new interview. It's old interview. Uh, Carlos Gracie Jr. talking about that. But I love to see the way they talk. They're talking about look, people thinking about young. 20, 30 years, I beat everybody. You know, no, th- no thinking about the technique. So as young, as strong, they can do that. But as I get him old, and they're not gonna do that. And then he said, have a couple guys over there, champions, high level, say, my friend, today, you're gonna do the class. Me? I, I, I don't know, you are the champion, porra. <laughs> I, I, I don't know so they, that kind of the, he tries to say look the guy's a champ he beat many guys but if you have to show one position they don't know right? I, I, uh, they I, don't know I won't mention names but I've trained with people world champions several I mean I mean, he's plenty. for real when he says he's not <laughs> going to mention names I won't he's not <laughs> going to mention names um, I've, I've trained with people from all over the world that were world champions American champions, multi-time world champions that couldn't teach their way out of a paper bag because for them, it just works. I kind of do this and bam, submission. Well, hold on, bro. Like, I can't get there. Like, explain it to me. You just do this and bam, submission. Don't feel right when I'm doing it. Yeah, but it's, so I think, I think there's, there's three kinds of people, right? Uh, three kinds of, let's say, instructors. You have the competitor, who is the guy that goes out and does it. You have the guys that can teach and fix your game and, and make you better. And then you have the people that fall in both. They can do it and they can teach it, right? Um, I think uh, if you look, so, so like Michael Phelps, since we talked about it, his coach is not gonna outswim Michael Phelps. There's just no way. But Michael Phelps may not be able to create another Michael Phelps. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so now, there are those people that can, That's they true. can, that they could do it when they were in the prime, no injuries, life was good. They could do it, right. and then they transition into the instructor, the guy that teaches and mentors and grows and nurtures these people. So, I think um, 
what he's saying is correct. There is a difference. Just because a guy's got a bunch of titles doesn't mean he can help you. It's just just like the guy that has no titles doesn't mean that they right. can't help you. you know? Not not everyone that can do can teach. Or vice versa, right? Or vice versa. Right, right. And now, there are a few special people, you yeah. know? An example is like Hoyler. Hoyler, as Timowski. Like, Hoyler is one of these guys that he did it. He was great. Amazing. Amazing. And he also created a ton of world-class black belts, competitors and teachers. And his teaching style is something that's like legendary now because right. he, has cre- he creates systems and knows how to teach and right. really gets it. Right. Yeah. So, but you also have these guys, these incredible world champion guys that have nobody that's any good under them. Right. So, yeah, why is a multiple times uh, world champion and create multiple world champions? Guys. Yeah. And, and, and you may have other guys Again, I'm not going to mention names that have won all these tournaments, all these titles. You can't show people how to and do And then what? But they <laughs> don't have nobody. Yeah, they have nobody. Uh, or it's like, <laughs> you don't uh, need it's, it's, no, yeah. it's physically driven jujitsu. It's like, oh, I yes. have this certain, uh, I was born with the, gifts, the yeah. gifts of athleticism and I can drive through my jujitsu and win world titles. But you can't take a couple hundred students and say, I can teach you this and make you successful. Right. Um by the way, teaching is it's such a difficult task. It's a, it's uh, there's so much responsibility involved in doing it. And I think that sometimes you get all these titles, you're like, oh, I opened up my own school. That's the logical thing, right? Yep. Uh, but it's not that simple. Like you really have to like reach down and and uh, and I'll, I, I I'm not good at it. Maybe I'll never be good at it. You know what I mean? But I try really hard to evolve the way that I drive technical discussions with my students. You know what I mean? But just because you have 10 world titles doesn't mean I open school. Like I should now, I should take, I I should teach the next generation of jujitsu. Like that's two completely different things. And maybe they're related. Maybe they're not just like you were saying. Like, you know, my goal for now, I just, uh, I just have a granddaughter. I'm grandfather now for a recent month. one month. Recent Congratulations, month. man. Thank you so much. You know, but as I moved to Connecticut 11 years ago, I realized I have a big mission. I don't talk just for my mouth out, you know, it's serious. I, I realized I have a big mission, especially with the kids, because the place that I live is very cold, the kids very shy. The kids almost no look in your eyes, you know what I mean? So I have a mission with the kids and I love kids, you know what I mean? I want to be able to keep doing that. For adults too, but I talk about the kids, you know what I mean? Because uh, it's a big impact if you have a kid uh, young with you and you know what I mean? So my my goal now is a lot of folks with my kids and see if I can uh, see my daughter, my granddaughter grow up and try, you know, I know she have a, her father's as good as that. I, w- I would like, uh, I mean, part of it, so there's a little bit of, so my ego creeps up a little bit sometimes, but in jujitsu, like, I just like, uh, there's people that show up and they're, they're athletic and they're big and they like, you know what I mean? And they're, they're competitive right away because like, but I want the other guy like the other guy the other guy that can't do it the other guy that like struggles like 
he can't get the techniques and he's overpowered all the time. That's the guy that needs jujitsu. Like, he's the guy that needs it. Yeah, and then the part where my ego comes in is like people view the west coast as like the jujitsu hub of and I'm like I don't know what to tell you there's some killer jujitsu bad in the northeast bad (laughs) bad motherfuckers on the east coast like this dude you know what I mean like I don't know what you think but there are some incredible incredible talents in the northeast of our country that uh man they're like hidden gems i'm like like i don't know who you like if you don't know who this guy is you don't know jujitsu like you don't care enough you know what i mean like we have good jujitsu in the northeast like we have henzo in new york we have you in connecticut let me tell you uh, i think all that's responsibility from the the races and a big responsibility of my master horse race because if you look if you look now the world come from the, the big jiu-jitsu come from who uh, horse is uh, so good uh, Carlos great friend with the horse that's Mr. Junior so he's one of the guys who received black belt from horse but no count like this see six because he's son of Carlos Grace horse give him the belt but Carlos Grace his father is is like the guy you know what I mean he so, but he's yeah. he's a student uh, from Halls Jacare from Alliance student from Halls so and then from Roger Gracie Roger Gracie uh, you mean uh, Cavalcanti right yeah Cavalcanti yeah. 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 yeah you have Roger Gracie's dad Mauricio Gomez Mauricio Gomez was a, was a, in England Europe the guys you know, well, Maurice he, he is created, my friend before Jiu-Jitsu, we are friends. That's the guy that I'm talking about. We, he brought you? Yeah, yeah. 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 He brought me to Jiu-Jitsu, I brought him to the Grace family. And he family. created Hajra Gracie. Uh, so, <laughs> so this is funny. This is funny. Like, so I have to say this, like, I'm making a connection now, right? Like, so Mauricio brought you into Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah, Mauricio. Mauricio's yeah. son is Hajra, yeah. was the worst mount of all time. Right. <laughs> and his good buddy that he brought into Jiu-Jitsu choke like smash the life out of me with his mount today <laughs> while he laughed about it I'd be like oh I'm trying not to put pressure but are you okay sorry yeah. brother like, yeah. I'm seeing a connection here I'm yeah, seeing right. a connection here like but look what's happened Mauricio starts training with um, with um, uh, It's true that I love those guys. It's amazing. Um, just, just uh, get out from my mind <laughs> right now. It's a student's under school, under Eddie Grace, uh, Joel Berto Barreto. It's amazing. It's amazing, Joel Berto. But what's happened? The time Maurice is there, Joel Berto Barreto is a psychologist. And he never spent time in the gym. So Maurice started there. A couple of weeks, I'm starting with uh, Halls. And then we start talking about the Maurice see, like, oh my God, my professor never show up, blah, 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 your professor is there. I say, Maurice, come over there, I want to introduce to Halls. He never met Halls before. And I introduced him to Halls. And he started doing jiu-jitsu with the Halls. And then a little bit of a while, I met my wife, Carla Grace, her sister, in the school. 
and um, Maurice is my friend on the jiu-jitsu, you train together, so one day we're gonna go to the competition. So I brought my wife, and my wife brought her, uh, her aunt, Hela, and I brought my friend Maurice. So, it's like a who's who of huh. jiu-jitsu right now. It's like a yeah, like matchmaker. Like this yeah, is pretty much. Yeah, yeah this is you know. ridiculous. And then <laughs> ridiculous. we go to the competition. After the competition, the guys start to have a dating, dating, and then boom. So, so remember how we said that there's jiu-jitsu before, jiu-jitsu after Elio and Carlos, and there's jiu-jitsu after Holes, right? Yeah, right. So now you look at the, the biggest teams in the world. You have Gracie Baja. You have. You know, Haja Gracie, who is the epitome of jiu-jitsu right now. Right. You have uh, um, Alliance, Atos, Alliance, Atos. Uh, yeah. All these guys are heavily influenced. Their lineage comes and back to... Look, and Hoyler, too. Hoyler. Because yeah. who, who teaches yep. Hoyler? Right. Hickson, and Hickson. Hickson. Who teaches Hoyler? Hickson, right? Yeah. Like, no, who under the wing, right? Yeah. Who, who teaches Hoyler many, many times? Hoyler, every time with uh, ask Hoyler right. how Hoyler's uh, uh, influence in his life. Ask Hanzo, another the big team in the world. Mm-hmm. Ask Hanzo, who's the big influence in his jiu-jitsu. And Carlos Grace, of course. Hanzo yeah, does not mix words about it. Um, He's been like my professor Roberto Maya, like he's been to Boston many times, like Kenzo has, and he doesn't mix words. He's like greatest influence in my life, jujitsu wise, is holes. Yeah, Kenzo yeah. always says holes. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, um, for sure. And what drives what drives me nuts is the twenty some year old coming. This is coming from a twenty some year old, so keep that in mind. <laughs> what drives me nuts is the twenty some year old that's like, I'm king of jujitsu. Shut up! No, you're not. You know nothing, child. Like, Ugh. you know, what I mean, there's, there's, there've been gods before you, and you right. know, you're, you're, you're living a platform raised by them, not right? You, like, you and you think there's this. a throne, and you think yeah. that you're on it. Yeah, no, you're confused. You know, like, look at these guys. These guys are incredible. Um, right. You know, they, they've created, influenced, developed, adapt, improved. Put it out to the world. Influence. Oh Put it out to the world. Yeah. Paved a road that you walk on. Right. And you claim to right, own it. Right, right, right. That's like, that's dumb. That's dumb. <laughs> I, I can't I lose respect for people when they're like, oh I'm I'm you know, I got this 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 title. I don't great. care. That's don't great, care. bro. Good you job. Want, you want a high five? I'm like well, well, I'll high five you. Nice yeah. work. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> nice work. Nice <laughs> work. Back in um, the old cool. days when you were back there, like you know, training with those guys, like what was it like? I mean, the ba- were those guys battling each other, like in the in the classes, or like we trained really hard, but we very friend, very close. You know, we trained really hard. We talked uh, uh, earlier about maybe you could talk about like this is completely selfish. So we talked about earlier this week about Cassio Cardoza. Uh-huh. Can you tell me a little bit about him? He's Only because my game is like Brother, that. Well, amazing. no, my game is not like that. No, I try to do that. Look, he's amazing. He's amazing fight. He's from long time. He's one of the, the first uh, students from Carson Grace. You know, I have uh, some other before than him. Uh, that, that guy that I talked before him uh, died. Uh, somebody shooting him. But in the, like a little bit to my generation, he's a little bit younger than me, Cash Cardoso. 
this very good friend of mine, we share maths together, we wrote together, we are very good friends, but he's for a long time he represented the, the Carson Race team, like he's in the front, the, la the front line of the team. It's an honor, right, like yes, to yes. represent Carson. Yes, and Carson loves him. Is Cassie where, does he have a, an academy somewhere? Or? He teaches, he teaches in his own home in Rio de Janeiro. He lives close to the beach. And Cassio do, Cassio do almost job similar with, uh, with uh, Higan. Or maybe Higan do similar with him because he's older. Okay, and then he teaches us some uh, uh, movie stars in Rio and you know? all. So he don't have a many students, but he have a couple ones like famous and this is pop be stars before and, Holeta, right? Like this uh, is this, this guy's before this, Holeta. This guy's before Holeta. Yeah. yeah. Before so that's that, where this yeah. Look, look as I met, yeah, yeah. I, I, as I met Holeta, I think he's already purple, his purple belt and black belt almost retired. I come to the gym, do a little training. Hey, Carlin, how are you doing? I want to do a little role. Of course, go, put your gear, take that kid here, Holeta, go with him. Ah, fuck, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Uh, you know, uh, after Holmes died, uh, I, 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 a little sad, I stopped a little bit, a couple months, maybe a year. I back one day to the gym, and Carlin said for me, hey, Put your gear, put your gear uh, fast. I have a guy to start to go with you stand up, okay? Of course. Look, go easy with him. He's a blue belt. This guy's very athletic, very good, a little younger than me. I don't know, like uh, seven years younger than me. Start stand up. As I put the hand, the guy's a uh, world-class judo. God, he never talked talk about Didn't tell that. you that part. No. <laughs> I go, nah, man, the guy gives one throw almost put my head to the floor or the other floor down, you know. But I get luck and he told me I I can change one call as I go to the ground suit me. But I get very impressed, I like almost hurt. And then I say, Carlinhos, what the fuck? <laughs> that guy, you see there's a blue belt, ha ha ha, that guy's a black belt, Jude. I want to just check it out to you. I say, oh my God, man. You almost yes, killed exactly. <laughs> and that guy, bro, that guy's very good. That guy uh, uh, rode many, many ones. And now he got his coral belt too. He's no teaching. He's not having wow. school. Yeah. Ricardo Americano called the name of that guy. But I remember after, uh, after uh, Carlinhos said that, I remember because I used to do some judo. I, I, go many judo competitions, I look, I saw a guy, and then after that, I remember, I got to everybody's that guy, you know what I mean? And I said, oh, they wanna <laughs> kill me. But not about that, I think he wants He's saying to this with me. such a smile, you'd be like, oh, he, he this guy wants to kill me, and Marcel's got this huge smile, smile on yeah. his face. <laughs> he wanna, I think he wanna push a little bit more for me, you know what I mean? Carlinhos, He's another guy helped me a lot because as I come to the gym, Carlin is a blue belt, but it's like a helper of horse, you know what I mean? So Carlin is always uh, up of me. Like my first competition, I'm a little bit uh, uh, not much seguro, not much confidence. confident. Confident. Oh, you go, you do it. I always give a good uh, talk. You know, it's a good friend, you know.
his brother, Crawler. Crawling. 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 Crawler's amazing fight, too. And an amazing teacher, Crawling. Carlinhos' brother? Carlinhos' brother. Helion. Helion's brother. Everybody knows about Crawling. People Hillion don't know. Looks yeah. just like Holes. Yeah, like he Hillion. looks a lot like Holes. Helion. Helion, yeah. 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 You know what the nickname of Helion? You know what the nickname of Helion when he's a kid? Papaya. <laughs> because he eats a lot of papaya and look a little yellow, you know. And the <laughs> people call him Mamon in Brazil, call Mamon, Papaya, call Mamon. Yeah, that's uh, Helios nickname. That's unbelievable. So where's Crowland? Crowland is in the south of Brazil. Yeah. He's an amazing teacher, amazing guy, very friend of mine too. In my opinion, one of the best graces, one of the best fighter, but he's a uh, very young, he stopped a little bit to compete, but he's amazing. I saw him like, I don't know, 10, maybe more years ago, he's go to One Worlds. He said, no, I don't train for that, but I just want to test myself, go that crush everybody. <laughs> he go home and then he's open. He has a gym in South of Brazil. When you were, when, when you were starting and you trained with Helio, Elio and Carlos were around. Yes. Were any of the other guys around, like George or no? George. Like they, like George. Gracie, like oh, Elio's. George. No, Elio's George brothers. Grace is, George yeah, Grace cool. is. Uh, he's. Uh, he's not agree much with the family. Like took the, off the, on the his lifestyle, and uh, you know he's got a little bit on the side of the family, you know. But I, I men, I, I, I have a many class with. Uh, with Aero Grace, Carlos is there, he's no teacher, but always there, see it, you look. Like, these are, I, just a, like a quick gut check with what we're talking about here. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, like, Marcio's telling the story, is like, yeah, I took many classes with Carlos and Alien. We're like, just taking it in, but like, yeah, continue your story. We're like, I think I have one he, video here. He <laughs> went, video? took classes with basically the founders of our art yeah. like, yes. and just if you listen to this take a minute to soak that in about like what that means to the rest of us who have been benefiting from all the training and all the creation that has happened over the last hundred years just saying yeah like not to be weird no. but like so when you say like this is my game or this is what i do you don't have a game and it's not what you, you, you borrowed it yeah, you're exactly. borrowing yeah. shit from what other people did yeah all the cool channel setups, not you, bro. Not you, bro. Not you. <laughs> not you, bro. Helio, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I do this all this crazy shit from Daily Heva. Be like, you know how retarded that sounds. Right. Yeah. Like yeah, you don't do any of that. <laughs> you don't do actually. Carlos Daily Heva did that. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, it, just to be clear. Yeah. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> I help a guy from Brazil to come to United States. That guy comes with a purple belt. His jiu-jitsu sucks. And <laughs> serious. And I put him to work in the gym. Listen I try to help him, blah, blah, blah. And give him a brown belt. He's getting a little better, giving him brown belt. And one day I discovered him. I don't want to talk about the name, but who, who is the guy? I think they, if he listens the history, he's going to know. So, but I don't care about uh, But I'm just talking about make me pissed off one day. I saw him talking about my students, like uh, I do some, I come, so, he do the morning classes, and sometimes he's not show up, I do the class, he always asks me, oh, what professor did? So, uh, one, 
he starts to get a lot of strange with me, you know. And one day he leaves his uh, Facebook open, and I come to the gym with my wife. I saw many times open, I just closed. You know, ladies, ladies is ladies. More clear, and then see many things, he talk about many shit. The one thing make me start to say, you know, my game is different of the Master Mars. I call him, what the fuck, my friend? What the game do you have? You, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. I talking about because sometimes he like to watch it, uh, bolos, that stuff, and so. So, so he's he kind of simplified the story. This guy was eventually was essentially telling the morning class students that his jujitsu was modern and Marcio's yes. was old school, yeah. and that and that Holy and that he was going to open his own school, exactly. and that they should go support what? him. What the while fuck? teaching for him right. while he's school. teaching your students. Yes. Right. Now, mind you, he flew this guy out from Brazil here to America to help him to help him because he was like in a very dire situation put this guy in his house am I wrong if I'm like angry right now <laughs> no 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 I'm like really when, mad when, about when he, this when he told like, me this and he when he told me this on the phone I said I'll fly out where do I need to go you just mm. point you tell me where to go and he's like he's like brother you know, you know I, I don't need I can't smash for myself I can't smash I, I can't smash <laughs> he's like I'll take care of it Brother, I'll take look, care of it. Look, yeah. look I don't really worry. can't smash him for myself. That is if and not. I, I felt a, it today. I have my nephew. I have my son. I have so, but I can't smash him. But that's not the point. The bigger point is sometimes something happens in the life. Sometimes it's good for you. Don't know. You know. After that, I figure out because I'm gonna let that guy work over there for more time just for helping him. And I figured out he's a sucks. After he leaves, right. the school grow double, triple. You know, always like nice. that, brother. Always like that. I try found here when uh, I have one fight that I have with Ed Grace and the Ed Grace, Carlos Grace, everybody in the table. A uh, addition from subtraction, right? Like subtract right. this guy, and you get more, and you get more. <laughs> Like yeah. you get things get better. Like you get yeah. rid of the guy and things get better. Yeah, of course, brother. Some things. So what's the video though that you? Were, it was you, you with uh, Ilio, and I mean you don't have to no, find I it. Fight, but. I, no, I fight somebody there. No, oh, and no they're matter, watching. No yeah. matter who's the name, video but, but uh, in the table is like the table of the referees, the people the is grandmasters. Grandmaster Carlos Grace, Grandmaster Eddie Grace. Grandmaster uh, Mansoor, that time Hicks was the referee. <laughs> no, was, so so when you know we he plays a lot of chess. He's actually really good at chess. I'll tell you, he's not, but he's really good at it. Do you have it on your phone? No, you don't want to do that, man. Do. The, 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 <laughs> one, it's I worse. Do, it's do you have a chess on your phone? No, worse than the mount. I'll find out uh, before we leave. I want. I have an application. We can play chess. You know, no, I like playing the on the board. You know, like. Oh, I like to play the board too, but yeah. like I don't live in Connecticut. Like I'll send you an invite. Please, please, I love to do that. So we we're playing chess one day and. We talked about his old fights and, and uh, you know, learning history, you know, learning just by, by communicating. And he pulls out these VHS tapes, right, of, of him. He's like, oh, you need to watch this one of these fights, one of the tough fights. 
And I'm like, oh, okay, you know, like an eight minute fight, 10 minute fight. He goes, ah, something like that. I'm like, oh, it's like a 10 minute fight. Okay, cool. Puts the videotape in and I'm sitting there and it's like a war, right? And it just goes and it goes and it goes and it goes and it's just going. And it doesn't. Or she troll? Someone nice. dropped off some food. Some food, yeah. Anyways, so it's just going on and on and on. And I'm, I'm like, I'm looking at my phone. I'm like, it's an hour, an hour in, and they're still like <laughs> fighting, like to the death. Remember that fight you had like over an is hour. It, is this cool. like a tournament? Yeah, it's not a tournament. No, you know, tournament. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. You fought that one guy years and years ago. It was like an hour long fight. You remember that? You did the macaron sweep a bunch of times. You had a VHS and all that. And uh, for a long time, and I'm like. I thought I was a badass at, you know, 18, 19 years old. And can I roll, can I I roll competitively for an hour? With the same guy who's trying to kill me, like... Right, like <laughs> hardcore, like yeah, life I, on the line. I'm like, you know what, I can't. And then he beat me at chess, too, so <laughs> it was one of those... <laughs> I want the... I, you want the chess beat down, too? Well, I'm going to get the chess beat down, even if it means... And I, like I have to. Chess. I, you, in chess, you know how I learned chess. I learned chess from the graces. So my first teacher of chess and my wife, she started teaching me. Say, oh my 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 my, my cousins doing that, and then I feel how's oh, amazing, is amazing chess player. Oh, he look like he play chess. Look like he you he. Yeah, he don't know what you're gonna do it, but always ask before. Say, ah, you wanna? They knew that. you were gonna do oh, before you before do, it. I do it. I mean, it's 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 like jujitsu without the bodies, right? Yeah, it's like. Look, I, as um, as I learned some chess game, you know what I like? Uh, what I do as I'm young, I before I go to the gym, have uh, old people play chess on the beach in Rio. So before I go to the gym, I stop by there, play one, two hours. So I find my, I find, find my mind shot, in them. and then I go to Jiu-Jitsu. That's how I do it. He's really good. This is how I got. I don't play for a while. This is, how, this is how I got suckered into it. He's like, hey, because like in his little, his very first house, his little tiny house, very tiny, very tiny house, and he's like, hey, play chess. Yeah, I play chess. Try to find the fight here. Play, play, play it easy on me, old man. It's just, I'm like, okay, you know, sure. Bam, at checkmate. I'm like, hey, 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 hey. I'm like, we just started. On. Yeah, I'm like, whoa, hold on. <laughs> what happened? I'm yet to beat him in chess. And, and <laughs> I'm not, don't get me wrong, I'm not the world's top chess player. I'm not even top 50, okay? I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm your average chess player. But you'd think after all this time, I have a game like that's defensible enough to not right, to get beaten. Right, at, you know. at some point over you know eleven years, I would have <laughs> gotten somewhere. Right. No, the answer is no. No, no, I do not have a game that's defensible enough. <laughs> you know, we know. You know, I do sometimes. I like to play online in Brazil. That long time ago, and I put myself like that. I put myself like my daughter. I put her name and her age, <laughs> nine years old. And I start to play with some adults and the people, hey, you sure how old you are? I say nine years old. I don't know what you're talking you about. You're a professional. No, I just learned a couple of days ago. I barely know move the, the guy's getting nuts. 
Yeah, you know, as I saw some somebody more hard, I call my wife. They come, they come together because they don't see us. Just each one play, right? Because I would they, love to. Uh, like, I'll send you the the please, invite for the app. If you I'm can. gonna lose. Yes. No, but no. Uh, I would like I don't believe the fact you, that we could just kind of trade like that. I'm like engaged in strategy with this dude. Right. Would I be amazing. They, they call this fangirling, and and you're very good at it. <laughs> <laughs> Got a fan, fan oh, boy. Only thing the guy says all night, right? Comes in with the bam. Corlin knows what I'm saying. I just love, I love. Hey, I love chess. I love chess. Too. I love chess. Like Mike Pellegrino and I, we battle at chess. We battle at chess, and it's like war. Look, we, I have, I have one student in the gym. He's a motherfucker chess player. I, I think if I win one or two times him in all my life, it's too much. But you know what's happened? The guy, he spent half of his life in the prison. Learning playing chess in prison. What he yeah. do every day, he play chess. He's, man, he's super <laughs> Dude, good. it's a good pursuit. Like, if you have nothing else to do, yes. learn Very to play chess. chess. It's a worthwhile pursuit yes. because, like jujitsu, yes. it bleeds into your life. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know... Um, Professor Roberto says the same thing all the time. He's like, everybody trains because they want to train. It's like, you train because you have to. If I'm not, if I don't train, I'm a different person. Yeah. I, I'm calmer. I, I'm analytical. I can, I'm in control of my life when I train because jujitsu bleeds into my life. Yeah. And it's like, it does you come our to this place, guys. and there's a, there's, Look at that, our 40 missions. of us here. It, that's our missions, you know, because we, we are teachers. So we have that mission, you know. Uh, my teacher gives the gold in my hand, like uh, hold and spread. So every time I teach, every time I spread the jujitsu, always I'm thinking about my master. I'm thinking, I thinking about, you know, I try to spread what I learned from him. And I'm always thinking about probably he's happy and proud, you know, because I try use that just for the good things. I think for helping no, people, for do for good things. There's no way that I can imagine that he wouldn't be proud of what so, you are and what you've created. Like, so I don't know if anybody anybody ever read the book The Count of Monte Cristo. Sure, I read it. So there is a passage in there about knowledge, right? He said where where his instructor is telling him explaining what the value of knowledge right the value of knowledge is is incredible because no matter how much knowledge you have giving it away never diminishes its value right and you never have enough of it that you can't get more of meaning there's never like a, a limit to how much knowledge you can have and you can always give it away and never lose it right and he says to take that a step further Nobody under any circumstance could ever steal your knowledge away, right? They can imprison you, they can torture you, they can make you sad, happy, they can drug you, they can beat you, but the knowledge never changes. They can never steal that from you. And I think we need more people like Holes, more people like Stambowski, more people with good instructors with the mentality of I need I want to teach I want to share this I want to spread it I want to grow it I want to nurture people not like I want to you know beat my chest and be the toughest guy around like or that's, pretend I own it yes right right you know so I, I think if if nothing else if 
if all the listeners in this podcast, if nothing else, the takeaway message is help people become better and improve their their life and, and become a force to lead, not a uh, not a bully, not a way to beat people down. You know, bring them up, bring them up, make and them better, them, and keep them up. Uh, if that's not the best place to close out, I don't know what is. Yeah. So, man, today, I mean, we woke up, we all trained in Puerto Escondido at La Colonia, La Colonia, Colonia. Jiu-Jitsu in Puerto Escondido on the ocean with a pool next to it with all, a whole bunch of awesome people. Then we went and released baby turtles into the ocean. Right. <laughs> and then we came back here and sat here and talked about jujitsu with you two awesome human beings. Man. What a day. What a day. What a week. Yeah, life is good. It's man. good, man. Life is beautiful. Life is good. It is good. Thank I'm you. so stoked to meet Damn. you, man. Thank hang you. out with you this week and hang out with you more next time you come to New England. I'm Please. always stoked to Please. see you, and brother. We'll, and we're going to... Uh, Let's do it again. See, we're gonna come yeah. see each of you. Yeah, you know totally. I mean? You're close. You're close. Oh, it's a pleasure. Um, we're gonna come down and spend some time. Yeah. We talked. Yep. We talked more too. So yeah, absolutely. Um, not obviously, you know, through talking, you, you hear these guys. They're not just jujitsu greats. Like we're talking about great people. Great, man. And, great and that's human what beings. this podcast is about. 1985. Oh, the video <laughs> is uh, in the bench of a Look at this. Where is this? We're watching. So this that's, is like uh, like almost black and white, like very yeah. uh, sepia tone. <laughs> yeah. Guess what? Uh, and year? Uh, what year? Year? 1985. 85. Yeah, and look at that. Remember who you're man. fighting? Huh? Remember who you're fighting? Yeah, that's one of my friends. He have a big school in Brazil now, one of the best schools in Brazil for kids. You yeah. move good for an older guy. <laughs> <laughs> and so at the table is Elio, uh, Carlos, yeah, you can, Hickson's you, a ref. Yeah, the ref. you can, you can yep. hear people. But that uh, is, is 15 minutes match. It's not 10. Fifth, oh, 15. 15. So 15 minutes. Hey, let's close this out real quick. Right. We're going to watch epic historical <laughs> jujitsu, and you guys are not. <laughs> Sorry you missed out. Come to Puerto next yeah. next year. BJJ in paradise. Hey, BJJ in paradise. Hey, check out uh, Makahau Jiu-Jitsu. And, uh, and uh, let me see. M-A-C-A-R-R-A. BJJ. Or if you just search under coral belts in the eastern coast of the United States, his name's going to come up. Search under Guard of Death. Guard of Death. Uh, Check out Coiler Jiu-Jitsu in Indiana, Coiler Gracie Jiu-Jitsu and his affiliates. Find these guys. Seek them out. Train with them. They are amazing. My wrists will tell the tale. So find these guys. Thanks for listening. Maybe one more before we leave. Yeah. Peace.